Hey, what's up, you guys? Does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information, just for the joy of it, and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity and embrace the uselessness of things. Welcome to episode nine of Very Unimportant People. Do less. My name is Courtney, and I survived my first island snowstorm this week. My name is Lydia, and I went skating four times today. And we, and we are, are your, your hosts. <laughs> Damn it, I thought we had it for a second. I'm so we glad we're bringing that back. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about it, guys. Take that in. We did a new <laughs> intro, didn't even talk about saying, and we are your hosts. And we just did Our eyes same. just met, and we just knew what we had to do. Yeah. <laughs> knew it <laughs> it's called telepathy <laughs> um and before we jump into the podcast we just wanted to thank this week's musical guest sandpaper meadows rock on you guys that was such a good song oh just wait i'm so excited for everybody to hear like the chorus drop in the middle of our podcast because it is impeccable completely yeah. shook me i i was not expecting I just, I'm just gonna let the music speak for itself, but it's fire. Yeah, like, listening to the beginning of the song, you don't know what's coming for you, but the chorus goes hard, and it goes hard in all the right ways. It goes so so hard, yeah. Yeah, stay tuned to the middle of our podcast, where we're gonna play it for you guys. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, if you want to check out more of their music, they're on Spotify, Apple Music, they're on iTunes, they're on Amazon, and you can also find them on Instagram at sandpaper underscore meadows. Nice. Make sure to give them a follow, you guys. Listen to their song. It's so good. Shout out to Christian, who is in the band and is my longtime friend from grade 11. Miss you, guy. (laughs) All right, Sandpaper Meadows, thank you again. Thanks, guys. Um, you guys may have noticed that we had like a new intro this week on the podcast. Um, we hope you like it. We've been like, I feel like we not struggling, but we've gotten a lot of questions kind of in like the early days of our podcast about like, what's the point of this podcast? And you have to find a niche if you want to be successful and like define yeah. yourselves. And we kind of struggled with that because we were like, no, like we're just, we're just, we're talking, trying to we're just entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to create something that we enjoy and like we enjoy doing and it's entertaining to listen to. Um, So, yeah. I think we finally found it. Yeah. And our niche is that there is no point. Our niche (laughs) is that we can create something and put something out into the world that doesn't have to be productive. I love it. We can do something just for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And we hope to bring that to you guys as well. We hope to bring you something that you can turn on, that you can listen to, that you can kind of like tune out the world and not feel pressure on yourself to spend that time doing something else. Not Mm -hmm. feel pressure to get anything out of it other than enjoyment. Of course. You don't have to learn a new thing. You don't have to figure out how to make more money or be more productive out of listening to our podcast. We just want you to enjoy your time because that's what we do. 
we're looking after your mental health by giving you some chill content that you can just relax to and just not have to stress out about writing a list or creating notes about how you need to improve your life or about how you need to yeah. better this and better that. We're just giving you basically free conversation topics that you can talk about with your friends like me and Courtney are doing. Yeah. So just hang out with us every week. Do less. <laughs> yeah, literally just do less. And we'll all we'll all be okay. So yeah. We hope you we hope you are aligned yeah. with that and aligned. Uh, support us in that and yeah that's us guys welcome to the revolution <laughs> anti-productivity i just want to give credit where credit is due it was courtney's idea <laughs> it was my idea but um just to contextualize this i spent my pretty much entire day reading about marxism um so that kind of put me in a certain mindset about it that just mm. made me realize that not everything needs to contribute. Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not everything needs to be productive. You can do things that you enjoy. You can be a person outside of productive means. We are mm. human beings. Yeah. We can enjoy our lives. So enjoy your life with us. Yes. It's a philosophy that we really stand by, you know, and we're really glad that we found this niche because I think it pretty much sums up every episode perfectly so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and all the ones to come. All right, everyone, here's the part of the podcast where we talk about the poll results from last week. Now, let me tell you, this one was a doozy. We got some hate on the gram, which we live for. (laughs) We love hate, guys. We We actually love it. We thrive (laughs) off of it. Okay, so I was very happy to see that we made some people angry this week. Um, So (laughs) with that being said, the first question that I asked was pertaining to my part of the podcast, which was about how Lin-Manuel Miranda is annoying. And my first question was, do you like Hamilton, the musical? 86% of you said yes. Good start. So I love that most of our audience enjoys the musical. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Most of our audience has a good taste of musicals. (laughs) Good taste of music. Yeah. There you go. So good job. The next question was, do you find Lin-Manuel Miranda to be annoying? You can still love the musical if you think and think he's annoying, you know. And this one, Mm -hmm. 64% of you agreed that he is annoying. Woo! I love victory. I mean, that, but that means that, like, the amount of people that like Hamilton, like 86% of people that like Hamilton, and then out of those people, it's been, like, completely split. You know? I find that really interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. That, like, there wasn't more representation between, like, the people who hate Hamilton and, like, people who don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda's, (laughs) but clearly a lot of people love Hamilton, but still think he's annoying. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All the people who voted... Some pretty cool stats, you guys. ...that he wasn't annoying were men. (laughs) I don't... (laughs) That's... I don't know what to say. I just realized that. <laughs> we don't have to include this, but I just noticed that everyone. Guys, <laughs> men, we get it. We get it. You love each other. Men, we get that you love men. Can you just love women the way that you love men? That is so funny. <clears throat> Anyways. Why do you defend men? So that was. Anyway, I'm not. That's hilarious. And then there was one that's, woman, but. That's suspicious. It's weird. <laughs> we. That's not relevant to our point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the point is the majority <laughs> was men. <laughs> 
okay, so let's move on to Courtney's uh, questions, which I had also asked. <laughs> so these ones were about love languages, okay? So my first question was, do you believe you have one love language? Now, okay, let me put a little disclaimer here. I know last week we said that you can listen to the podcast and still answer the questions, which is true. But in this case, it was very, you very telling of who actually listens to the podcast <laughs> and who learns about Basically, what we're trying to say is that you can, you can answer the questions without listening to the podcast. Absolutely. But, like, you physically can do that. But if you want to get the questions right, <laughs> probably listen to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, not that there's a right answer, yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, we do have some pretty compelling mm -hmm. arguments. Science was on her side for the love languages. So um, yeah, okay. do you believe you have one love language, right? And this directly correlated to Courtney's argument, which is that you need all of the love languages to feel like a, yeah. like you're in love. <laughs> and that you don't have a love language. Yeah. So for this one. It's something that your partner needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For this one, it was good because 85% of you said, no, you don't have one love language, which is great. Which, that's a relief. Yeah, 15% okay. of you said yes, though. Well, so concerned that it wasn't 100%. Me too, me too. Like, 15% of you, guys. Okay. You only want gift giving? You only want one type of love? Yeah. If that was you, just, like, let us know what your love language is, and let us know who you are, and we'll only give you that. <laughs> Let's see that's how your life you develops from that point on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next question was, do you think a single person... Um, like meaning you are single do you think single people can learn anything from taking a love language quiz 54% of you said yes 46% of you said no guys this one is close to being split everyone's in the entitled to their opinions <laughs> I don't want to bash anyone for their opinions but love languages literally have nothing to do yeah with single people absolutely they were created nothing. for couples therapy it's not a personal... What are you going to learn about yourself? Uh, I don't know. About what you're missing in the relationship? Take a that... self-love quiz instead. <laughs> yeah. This is not... <laughs> it's like love languages have been like fetishized into like something that you want to have and something that you should have. But realistically, they're for dysfunctional couples. Like they're yeah. not something that you should be like striving towards needing. Yeah, exactly. You don't need them, guys. You don't need to... Don't like, need yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. You shouldn't need them. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, that one was pretty split down the middle, so. But, you know, what? I think, again, everyone's entitled to their opinions. A so. large percentage of you might need to listen Respectfully to the podcast. Respectfully disagree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, report back. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens mm -hmm. this week. Thank you for participating. The new poll yeah. will be up on Tuesday and you will be able to answer it until Wednesday. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We love hearing your opinions. Comment on our stuff. We love it when you guys call so us out fun. for our bullshit. Please keep doing that. Thank you. So we yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Let's get back to the podcast. Dope. Oh, um, how was your snowstorm? It was good. It was good. <laughs> it was um it was definitely an interesting experience coming from Ontario where yeah. there's literally snow on the ground for like 6 months of the year to 
this island that doesn't have any infrastructure to deal with snow. Um, <laughs> That's the funniest part of it. And like it literally just snowed. It snowed for 48 hours straight. There was a lot of snow. It was like 25, 15 to 25 centimeters this Whoa. weekend. Um, yeah. And there's just like no plows. There's like no salt. Everything just completely shuts down. Wow. Um, That's pretty amazing. So yeah. It was just pretty cool to see and, like, walk around the snow-covered streets that, like, literally just were never plowed and there were no cars on the street and everybody was outside, like, sledding down the middle of the roads because there were no cars and just, like, enjoying their time. So it was kind of magical. It does sound magical. And then 48 hours was up and the temperature went up back up to 8 degrees and the snow is now all melting. So Mm. it's... Really, the winter that I've always dreamed of. <laughs> Two, days Two days of magical long, beauty. And then done. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so cute. I was going to say, like, Victoria is deeply... I don't know why I keep calling it Victoria. The, the island is just deeply in denial that it ever snows. And so that's why they just never get prepared for it. Maybe it's like a mental state where it's like the law of attraction of <laughs> if we don't prepare for it, it will never happen. <laughs> I honestly think it's just that it's not worth the investment. Yeah. Like if they invested in a bunch of plows for it to snow literally one week out of the year, mm-hmm. like what are those plows going to do the rest of the year? I don't, I just don't yeah, think it's worth it. Right. I think it's worth it more just for people not to go places for those two days mm-hmm. and then resume life once it starts Aww. melting again. That is really so kind of nice. Sounds like mm-hmm. a dream. <laughs> it was really nice. What about oh. you? How's your how's your skating adventures going? Four so four rinks in one day is a four little intense, girl. Rinks. It was a lot. So yeah, much. I'm not gonna lie. We like me and my aunt did one, two, and three like pretty well. We were living our best lives, you know, skating, trying to learn how to do like crossovers and stuff like that, like learning from other people, like talking shit, you know, the usual. And then by the fourth <laughs> rink, like we I think we got to the fourth rink and like ten minutes in, I was like, Jojo, like my back really hurts. Like I think it's because I haven't been skating this much in like a really long time. She was like, yeah, I'm exhausted. Like, can we leave? I was like, yeah, <laughs> we could go. We had booked a 45-minute time slot. And we left after, like, maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> but I That's mean, a long time to skate. Like, It what, was intense. What do you do when you skate? Oh, lots of things. Um, I think mainly I'm in it for, like, the exercise. So it's just nice mm-hmm. to, like, do some laps and stuff like that. And recently, this winter especially... I've been skating on ponds and like homemade ice rinks and like little patches of like um, of like pond stuff like next to a highway or something like that. So it's all very bumpy and scratchy and kind of difficult to skate on. And if you don't bring a shovel, you're pretty much fucked and you kind of just have to make do and like you're probably going to fall on your face. So being on this beautiful, amazing ice, just like 45 minutes went by like that like I didn't even notice you know and then by the second one you know you have to come up with things to do so yeah (laughs) so we (laughs) so that's my thing like what yeah you're just like skating in circles yeah yeah you're just skating in circles and like then we go into the middle for a little bit and we like practice our stops and we like practice crossing over our feet to make a turn more efficient and stuff like that and try to skate in a different direction um at one point she stood still and I pushed her from behind and she like tried to like make her skates go at an angle so that it like slowed down the entire time. Resistance. <laughs> Resistance training. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I wish we brought like hockey pucks or something. It would have made it a little more entertaining, but it was a good time. That's good. 
Yeah, it was awesome. My skating dreams have been fulfilled. I'm so happy. <laughs> For you. <laughs> Me too. Thank oh, thank you. So sweet. <laughs> what a good day. Oh my gosh. New intro. Skating for like five hours. <laughs> wow. Uh. It's me going first, said. right? Yeah, it's you. I had a realization in the car. I wish I remembered what it was. Yeah, what's up? I, I don't know. Maybe I'll remember halfway through. Okay. All right. Um, so it's my turn to go first this week. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about the is water wet controversy. I feel like I'm a little late to this, but <laughs> it was a big thing on the internet. I, I want to say like a year ago, a year and a mm. half ago. It was like a little while ago. Um, but basically, if you're not familiar with it, there's this giant argument about like, is water wet? Or does water just make things wet? Um, and yeah, it pretty much divided the whole internet. And before <laughs> I jump into my facts, I wanted to ask you, Lydia, what is your stance? This, on this is whole a argument? very confusing topic. I must have been living under a rock when this was happening on the internet because I have almost no memory of this happening whatsoever. <laughs> um, I think my stance, though, is that... Um, Yes, water is wet. It become it making something else wet is just the same particles going on to that peak. Like water takes up the shape of whatever object it's in, technically. So the mm -hmm. water takes up the shape of a shirt, and then the water is making it wet because water is wet, in conclusion. <laughs> so you're saying that water has to be wet to make things wet? Yeah. Like what? What? What's your understanding of wet? Like in your head, like if someone says if, that's wet. What? What is what comes to mind? Uh, that shirt is wet. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that it has water on it. it. Means it has water on it. Yeah, like in it, like particles, like water, soaking. Interesting. In the fibers and stuff like that. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, but water itself. If it's not on anything, is still wet? Yeah, because water, yeah. Like, if you take the water out of a glass, the inside of the glass is wet. But is the water wet? Not the glass. How else, the water would, wet? How else would it make other things wet if it isn't <laughs> wet? What, what is the question? <laughs> is the water wet? Like, water in what sense? Like, a floating ball of water in just the, the air? Wa is no, it wet? just the water. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> just theoretically, is water wet? Without touching it, like, just by itself. Oh, like Schrodinger's cat. If like, I'm not going to touch. Pretty much, gonna... <laughs> yeah. If I if don't it touch it, it's not wet. If it exists without interference, yeah. just in its existence, is it wet? Um... I mean, this is the same as, like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, did it make a sound? Um, and like, I'm, I'm not really a believer in like things exist only if you are perceiving them. Like, I think things exist outside of mm. your own perception. So I'm going to stick with my answer. I'm going to say yes, water is, is there wet. wet. Yeah, okay. I think so. Interesting. I, so I, before <laughs> I started like researching all of this, I was, my stance was that water is not wet. My oh, stance okay. is that oh, water really? makes things wet. Yeah. Science has kind of looked into this, and there's basically two schools of thought, which are kind of the same arguments. So what science says about it um, with, like, water being wet 
is that like one molecule of water isn't wet, but when you have more than one molecule of water, which is going to be like any substance of water that you have, technically Mm -hmm. it is wet because like all of the molecules adhere to each other. So water's on water. And, like, water being on a thing makes things wet. So water being on water makes water. Okay? <laughs> so that's one of the scientific arguments. That's, oh, my God. Water being on water makes it so- Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's actually so the, funny. The, like, conflicting one is that wetness happens when a liquid adheres to a material. So, therefore, water can't be wet unless it's, like, it makes things wet. So that's the argument. So it has to, like touch something or be adhering to something to make it wet because you know how like hydrogen has all those bonds I mean, and it bonds to surfaces really tightly yeah. it has to do that to make it wet so the argument is that therefore if it's not bonding to something it can't create wetness but water doesn't exist if it's not bonding to anything yeah it does no because water needs to bond What's... to itself to become water right that was your point but if water, if it's no. just one molecule, then it doesn't exist. It's not water. You can't. You... I Like, I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I just, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think water can be wet unless it makes something wet. I don't think water itself is wet. Okay. I think making something wet is like, like a material getting saturated in water. Right. Water itself. I don't know how to explain this. Okay. Keep trying. I think, I mean, like, I agree with you so far. So try to, <laughs> try to find how I'm going to disagree. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to think of like, like you have a, a metaphor, metaphor, but I, mm. I can't. The tree, the tree falling in the forest. There's no, there's no way for me to explain it other than I don't think water itself as an entity is wet. I think it only becomes wet and creates wetness when it touches something else that's not water. Or like a liquid. Okay, so like when you touch a liquid, sounds... it makes your finger wet. Yeah. But the liquid isn't wet. It sounds like you're trying to describe a chemical reaction almost. Like it doesn't like the reaction of water interacting with another type of molecule is that it becomes wet. Mhm. And without another thing to um what's the word mix okay i think i got it i think i got it i understand wetness as like an action as something that happens where i think your argument you're understanding wetness as a state of being so like you understand the water to be wet because like that's the state that it's in but i understand it as like something is making something wet and in my mind there is nothing that's making water wet if it's not touching, like, it touches things and makes other things wet, but, like, itself is not wet. Does that make sense? Okay, so if it touches things, then it becomes... <laughs> but it by itself. I mean... It's an action. Wetness is an action that water does to things. Um, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to understand your point of view on this. It kind of just makes literally zero sense, though. <laughs> okay. Well, let me go on. Let me go on. So, um, basically, like... We kind of represent the majority. They did a survey on students at Wheaton University or school. I don't know what that is. Cool. Um, <laughs> and 48% said that water is wet and for- 52% believe that it's not wet. So that's almost like exactly oh, wow. split down the middle. It's so crazy. Isn't that crazy? That this literally <laughs> split scientists down in the middle. That's so crazy. 
Um, and then there are some pretty like wild quotes of people like trying to explain their points. So okay. let me just. Ooh, yeah, um, this will probably help me understand. I don't know if it will. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, this this one this one confuses me. Okay, I don't I don't understand this one. So she said, "Wet is a description for water. If water were wet, you could replace the word water with wet in sentences, and it would still make sense. No, but no, it doesn't. Disagree immediately. You don't drink a glass of wet. You drink a glass <laughs> of water. <laughs> you can't drink a glass of wet. Duh." <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no, no. Disagree immediately. No, I don't. Th- I don't know. I mean, no. Like, and then this sweat person... can make it wet. Like, juice can make it wet. Like, yeah. I, I honestly the... don't understand that point. Titles. I just put it in there because I thought it was so funny. It is really can funny. I drink a glass of. Water? <laughs> um. The other person said, "I don't think water is wet because wet." means being covered or saturated with a liquid it in itself is a liquid but it cannot be covered or saturated with itself which makes sense to me that's kind of how i I see it and like if you poured another liquid Um, on water it wouldn't make water wet you know i just don't think liquids are wet i think liquids make things wet liquids are wet and then there's another person who just like understood wetness as a sensation of liquid over the skin so they thought it was like a feeling Mm -hmm. um so they they also didn't consider water to be wet because they considered it like a feeling that's caused by water. When water touches my skin, it makes my skin feel wet. So yeah. therefore, it's a feeling of wetness. Okay. Yeah. Which wouldn't exist <clears throat> if water wasn't wet. <laughs> and technically, okay, technically the definition in the dictionary is that wet um, means being covered or saturated with water or another liquid okay yeah but people can still argue that, that water is de- saturated with itself right yeah that was that okay. was like part of the first like thing that you had said is that water on it like is its own molecule is in anything but then it becomes saturated in itself mm-hmm. all right so here's the kicker okay after my research that i did I kind of came to the conclusion that this is a really interesting debate because it's not actually a scientific debate, but it's a linguistic debate. It has nothing to do with the science. You can use the science to try to articulate what wetness is, but this debate is actually a debate on how people define wetness to themselves. Hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. Right? That was like three different... Yeah. Hmm. So maybe I took this a little bit too far, but... (laughs) I kind of think that this argument kind of demonstrates how um, science can actually contain biases. Okay. Like in the social sciences and anything outside of like the natural sciences, there's a really strong um, emphasis on like philosophical assumptions. And you spend like a lot of the times at the beginning of like research articles and paper, papers explaining what your own philosophical assumptions are so you state like this is how i understand reality this is where i'm coming from and this (laughs) is my perspective on this thing based on where i'm coming from so that people can understand like so when people look at your results they can understand your analysis of the results and where you're coming from like you basically state your bias before you do the research that's okay so trippy (laughs) 
Isn't that trippy? So we do that in the social sciences, but there's kind of like this assumption that the natural sciences don't need to do it because for some reason we perceive the natural sciences as being something that are like objective and separate from human bias. But this theory of water proves that the natural sciences aren't objective. It's just because, (laughs) yeah. And like scientists that are in the same disciplines are completely divided on this. And that's because their basic assumptions of what wetness means are different. So they're using science to try to explain their own biases without recognizing those biases. And that's why this debate will never come to a conclusion. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'd like nothing. Humans are naturally subjective beings. Like we can't separate ourselves from our own biases so Mm. i think it's weird that we assume that we can create an objective thing which is science like how can subjective (laughs) beings create something that is subjective beings create something that is objective oh my god that's Um, so true it's all gonna be biased no matter what yeah crazy so it's kind of wild like once you think about this watching and like listening to all the debates on this because people get crazy about this i watched this one video where this guy writes what is it one two three six different degrees of wetness okay okay which are dry damp moist wet soaking wet dripping wet and sopping wet yeah (laughs) and then he takes a wad of toilet paper Mm -hmm. okay measures the weight of the toilet paper and then adds like a couple of drops and then measures that weight to like equate oh. each level of wetness mm-hmm. with a weight and basically constructs the argument that okay this is it's a lot to wrap your brain around so he says the less toilet paper that there is like once he gets past dripping wet he starts like putting the thing in like a glass of water and then a tank of water and then he's like then you could put it in a swimming pool then you could put it in an ocean and he says that the less toilet paper the more wet an object is because you're putting it in bigger masses of water so it's getting heavier and more a higher percentage of that mass of water is water and not toilet paper so he says therefore water is wet because the less substance you have and the more water you have the more wet it gets like, this is where this debate went. Um, agree, but I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's oh absolutely wild how heated people got about this so when water... it has nothing at all to do with science. Oh, my God. So water is wet because it becomes heavier? Because the no. more water there is than toilet paper? Yeah. So if I have this, I have this glass and I put an eraser in it. Okay. Yeah. At this level, let's say 25% of the glass is wine and 25 and sorry, math. No, <laughs> 75% is wine, 75%, tw- 75% is wine, <laughs> 25% is eraser. But the more wine you add to this glass, the more is liquid. Yeah. That's kind that, of what he's saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Which makes apparently somehow translates to water is wet that's because the less toilet paper the more wet <laughs> what the fuck that's right so insane that just basically right like, and like the title that- of this video was like debate finally answered by science oh my god and i was like i don't 
I don't think it was. I don't think you can call that I don't that think science. it was at all. <laughs> it was, yeah, I don't know what that was, but... So, yeah, I kind of dove into this wow. thinking that I was right. Yeah. But I very quickly realized that there is actually no right answer to this question and that it has I nothing to that. do with science and has nothing to do with what actually water is composed of. But it just has everything to do with how you understand wetness and yeah. what your definition of wetness is. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. So I'm sorry if you felt a little bit like attacked at the beginning. When I was like asking you to justify your stance, but I didn't think you were <laughs> well, wrong because there's good. literally no wrong answer. <laughs> I love that. Oh no, no, no! I didn't feel attacked at all. That's really interesting, though. I kind of like how he in in my like I understand how the two are related. How water being wet and a a to- piece of toilet paper in a giant swimming pool kind of are related because there is water involved. But it kind of also shows me how easy it is to take two completely separate arguments and just two completely your way. unrelated things. <laughs> yeah. And just bullshit your way into making them correlate somehow. Like they have nothing really like, to do he with was each basically other. But go like, off. <laughs> watch. If I put water on this, it gets heavier. Yeah. And more water is in it. And the heavier it gets, the wetter it gets. And the, the more water that's in there, the wetter it gets. So if I throw it in a swimming pool, <laughs> that water is wet. <laughs> oh god. Like, Debate final nah. answer, huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> that's really funny mm-hmm. i mean i love it i kind of see where he's coming from like i just don't think you needed to put it in a pool to justify where you were coming from like that just seems like such uh, an obvious thing. he didn't actually put it in a pool he just kind of like theoretically was like right. he put it in a tank of water and then he was like you could put it in the pool and then you could put it in the ocean and it would just continue to get more wet but when it's i don't the think same it illustrated that that's what i Oh. In my mind, I was like, that toilet paper is still the same amount of wet. But he's just saying that. Uh, the no, it's not the same amount basin... of wet as like as soaking. Because if it's sopping, then it has okay, more I water. I get that. I get that. But he put it in a glass of water and then moved the glass, like full glass of water with tissue paper in it. And then poured that into a tank and said it's now more wet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is i think it was already saturated it was yeah. already submerged like if it's it couldn't fully absorb saturated anymore. i agree it's not this... it's not getting any wetter but yeah. he's just saying like the more water you add the more wet it gets and like the less tissue paper is the more wet it gets therefore water is the wet thing not the tissue but i a hundred percent don't agree with that logic yeah i mean me neither to be honest i i i followed him up until he kind of threw it into a larger bucket and said it was more wet now that it was in a bigger body of water no i don't think that's necessarily true like if i submerge myself in my bathtub it doesn't mean i'm more wet when i'm swimming in a lake like i'm the same amount of wet but like it i mean his point was okay if you're swimming in a swimming pool and you're swimming in the ocean you're in the same amount of wet like a bathtub i feel like i agree a little less well yeah i mean like if you submerge yourself yeah that's true and then maybe you're like touching the sides or something and that part of your body isn't wet but yeah yeah yeah. what you said yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah if you're like under the the same thing under the water in a lake underwater in the ocean same amount of wet same amount how much water there is totally same amount of wet i don't know 
I still can't really understand how these are correlated. <laughs> but yeah, the, the experiment is pretty legit though because he said that like No, no, no. Just I don't think the water... experiment is legit. No, no, no. Only mm-hmm. 75% of the experiment is legit cuz just a little bit of water <laughs> no. means it's still a little dry and then just a little bit more means it's damp. Just a little bit more okay. means it's moist whatever but that didn't prove it. anything about water being I wet know. by dropping I... <laughs> that didn't prove anything i think his like theory that water is wet is legitimate because there's really no wrong answer to this question sure but i don't think that experiment had anything to do with proving that point yeah the he kind of, of math that he me. did to figure out like the percentages of the toilet paper that were water according to the weight <laughs> i was like do less really Just do less do less sir <laughs> you didn't need to do that you did not need to do that reductive anyways it feels so, nice yeah. being in the 42 percent that 48 percent sorry that it feels beliefs. nice being in the 52 percent majority mm. rules i mean barely though <laughs> Yeah, technically barely. we'd have a minority We'll have to see government. in our poll. We'll have to see in our poll what they True. think. True. Yeah, you're right. Let us know what you think. Remember, there's no wrong answer or Remember right answer. Remember that the right answer is that, yes, water is wet. <laughs> no, no, yes. no, no, no. The right answer is that water is not wet. If you click on water is wet, you'll get a green little highlight. You know, you'll feel good about yourself. If you click yourself. on water is not wet, you'll get a red X and a everything prize. will vibrate. I'll send no. you a prize. <laughs> i mean i'm just kidding i won't (laughs) yeah guys so (laughs) please don't believe that oh also i'd like to state that when you google is water wet you know how google just provides answers sometimes and you don't even have to click into anything there's one of those banners and it says water itself isn't wet but makes other materials wet. So Google is on my side. Oh, God damn it. I just Just for all of y'all that are going to be answering in the polls. I'm right. Let's get into it. Okay. You know what's great? What? About me, benefit of having me as a friend and podcast co-host. So many, go for it. Is that I have the memory of a goldfish and I've already forgotten what you're going to talk about. So it's going to be a blind (gasps) reaction. (laughs) You told me like an hour ago, but I forgot. So I'm ready. Oh my God. Okay, guys. This is not only your first time (laughs) hearing it, but it's Courtney's first time (laughs) hearing it too. Okay, guys. I'm here to debunk a classic theory that most likely 90% of you know about, learning styles are a myth. It is not a thing, okay? This guy, Neil Fleming, in the 90s, he came up with this questionnaire, this amazing pseudoscience, we're going to call it, because he went into a classroom and he was like, how are some teachers so much better than others? And he decided that it's because they're hitting these learning styles of their many different students okay so the four learning styles which i'm sure you know visual oral reading writing and kinesthetic also i just want to point out that oral is spelled with an a in the official like questionnaire because it's called the vark questionnaire. wait what oral the word like 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 speaking oral 
A-U-R-A-L. Aural. <laughs> that? No. It just doesn't make sense, right? That's not how you spell it. <laughs> no, it's not. It literally makes no sense. And it wouldn't have it wouldn't have cost him anything to change the Vark questionnaire to the Vork questionnaire. Oh, I guess it would sound like Fork, but whatever. The Vork questionnaire would have worked perfectly fine too. Like, I don't know, it starts with an A. Maybe there's something scientific behind that, but I just didn't want to look it up because I think it's stupid. Aural? Aural. It's fucking weird. Okay. Aural. Continue. Sorry. Um Okay, so anyway, so he kind of like did this whole thing where it was, um, you know, let's divide each student into a different learning style and let's figure out how they best learn. And then let's put it on the teachers to cater every single lesson to every single individual student's learning style. And it, I mean, it, like it didn't work. Like, <laughs> like your teacher, it's not, that's not really what the learning styles are about. So originally his original theory was that it's kind of what students prefer to learn with and what they are the best at because you naturally prefer what you're really good at like if I'm really good at reading then I'm going to answer reading to all the questions because that's the only way I want to learn but really what it was pointing out was a lack in experience in the other types of learning and something that you might not be as good at is something that you need to work on and like it's a scientific fact okay he, he didn't get this right it's a scientific fact that different information such as those four types of information is processed differently in different parts of the brain like that's true but it's not stronger in one student than it is in another and like they did this whole study which was that they were trying to get students who like had two different learning styles to learn in the different styles and there was literally no difference in their tests like to switch styles yeah yeah okay it was like a hearing or sorry it was an auditory and like a writing style and they tried to switch them and get them to learn differently and study for this test. And their results were the same <laughs> across the board. Like nice. it didn't really change anything. It didn't change anything. And it's not, it's not like scientific, like that wasn't the point of his original thesis. Like the original mm-hmm. was kind of to try to get teachers to have their students learn in a balanced way so that they kind of have strengths in all of the different learning styles. But instead... The teachers kind of took it into their own hands and were like, okay, we need to cater it to their best learning style, which like, it just doesn't create a very balanced education. And it kind of teaches you how to only learn in one way. And then in later on in your life, like you're prone to reject information that isn't presented to you in the way that you were taught is your learning style. Like, I just, I have so many similar feelings to this that I have to love languages yeah. and horoscopes. And uh, I, knew I mean, I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure learning styles might just be love languages for children. <laughs> it is. <laughs> because, dude. like, again, with learning styles, I've always looked at learning styles and never been able to fit myself into one of those categories. Me I've always too. been like, that's I don't know what type of learner so that much. I am. Yeah. I've been like, maybe that's why. School stresses me out because I don't know my learning style. But in yeah. reality, like, School's no just person stressful. just has one learning style. Exactly. It's no up one to... wants to only listen to everything and, like, only do things. And yeah, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thought. Maybe it's more productive when st- when teachers, like, hit all the learning styles. Not because everybody has a strength in one of them, but because, like, learning the same concept from a def- bunch of different perspectives 
like solidifies it more in your brain. It's not just that like only one of those things are resonating with mm-hmm. you. It's that all of those things are helping to construct. Like you need to hit all of those things yeah. to understand. You, you see what I'm saying? Like I, I remember lessons saying, in yeah. school of teachers being like, we're going to do, we're going to learn this in this way and then this in this way. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think that helps Yeah, learning something think... from a bunch of different perspectives. Not that like you only can learn from one of those. I totally get that. I'm kind of like that too, where like a lot of different perspectives help me a lot. But apparently in this mm-hmm. study, they said that teachers who try to hit every single student's different learning style actually failed. And their students' grades went Mm. down because it created this um, new word that I learned called cognitive overload. And so it happens, it it refers to the total amount of information your working memory can handle. So cognitive overload happens when your working memory receives more information than it can comfortably handle, leading to frustration and compromised decision making, Mm. which... Mm. I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> this happens to me about two minutes into my day every day. I'm like, cognitive overload. <laughs> this is too much. I gotta go I to bed. I have to make coffee and cereal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, you get it. <laughs> so I think with, what it's kind of drawing to is that maybe it's just not really about trying to hit each student's style, but it's more about what way can you present the material in to make it most understandable and most accessible to like the most amount of people like for example the example they used in this article i read um was um some people read better than others some people hear worse than others but most of the tasks that we encounter are really suited to only one type of learning for example you can't visualize a perfect french accent does that make sense yeah yeah that's what i was just thinking that like different concepts and lessons lend themselves differently to Mm -hmm. like learning to build a chair probably best way to do it is do it but like learning geography the best way to do it isn't drawing a map yeah it's like seeing the map yes exactly exactly it's being there in real life and like by only focusing on one type of learning style it's actually a little bit detrimental to the students because then they don't have as many tools in the toolbox is the metaphor that we're going to go with. (laughs) So you can only think in mental images, for example, and then you're presented with something that requires you to like, listen, I don't know, like a TED talk, right? Like you have to listen to a Mm -hmm. podcast, for example, a TED talk. And like, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. And you can only listen to the podcast if like, what's a visual representation if the video is on or if you're only listening to the words like yeah. are written on a screen or something like that like it's it, it doesn't really benefit you to learn to your learning style you need to be able to learn in all of these different types of styles so that you have all the different tools <laughs> to be able to take information and dissect it and learn from it so yeah if you think you have one learning style think again <laughs> you don't you have it's many like with the styles. with the love languages how um, like saying that your one love language is, is just a is just like a cop out to not try the other things or like do the other yeah. things. It's yeah, exactly. It is a cop out because it's also just about <laughs> preference. Like if I, for example, I like enjoy looking at Pinterest and I like looking at pictures and seeing examples to create a logo. 
right? That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that like I'm only a visual learner because how could I possibly look at examples in art and like figure out a logo kinesthetically? It doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Or or audio. Can you imagine the Mona Lisa is a beautiful painting wherein <laughs> the woman is not smiling nor frowning. The background is dark green. <laughs> like, you know what was the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about this was the fact that like I watched Netflix absolutely fine for the first like three years of Netflix. And then I watched one movie. I think it was with you. Oh, and like a bunch of friends in high school and we turned on the subtitles. Yeah. Game and changer. since then, I haven't been able to watch Netflix without the subtitles. If I turn the subtitles off, it's like I don't understand the movie, but I know <laughs> that so my funny. ears work and I know that I can understand it. So it's just kind of like an example of selling yourself to one learning yeah. style. In my head, I'm like, I can only, you know, I need like the visuals of having the words, but totally. in reality, like I don't, like I can listen to things. Mm -hmm. You can, you just have I just to like put have a given up bit. on that. <laughs> see exactly and now maybe your auditory <laughs> learning is a little bit like it's just not being practiced as much because yeah, obviously you can exercised it yeah you can just read the words on the screen which is your strength like you're a good reader and so by reading you're just like ah perfect like this is literally so much easier than having to listen and watch what's going on at the same time like yeah it's a lot it also means that you can eat good points and yeah and your crunching doesn't get in the way of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the biggest pro, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so unfortunately, for the learning styles, 90% of teachers um, believed it as of 2014. I thought I had a more recent one, but it was still really high in 2016. Um, like, it, this was only in the States, and they said that the main issue here was that teachers were being tested on it in their licensing exam to become a teacher you have to quiz them on how different learning styles are applied to a certain situation so like let's say timmy is having trouble understanding blah 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 blah, blah, blah. like it just makes no sense oh let me let me read you an example real quick because there is a there is the quiz it's only 16 questions but here's an example from the vark questionnaire you are planning a vacation for a group you want some feedback from them about the plan you would a Describe some of the highlights they will experience. B. Use a map to show the places. C. Give them a copy of the printed itinerary. D. Phone, text, or email them. You want some feedback Phone, text, about... or email them what? I have no idea. Because you want feedback Just... about the plan. So, like, how would how would you rather receive your feedback from a... I, I don't know. Like, it, it, it doesn't really make any sense. That's a weird it's kind question. of not excuse me it's kind of it just doesn't really make any sense because i feel like anybody who has friends in 2021 would probably text them and be like hey what do you think yeah. and maybe you can also include the other things like it's not only about one thing like the questions are all kind of like this where it's not really clear and it's not really it's kind of impossible to choose one it's like the love languages thing where it's exactly like all like of the them are nice things I want both of these things. Yeah. <laughs> in different contexts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if we're looking for what direction we want to go, then maybe we'll get a map. Yeah. If we're looking to change the times of places, then maybe we'll print an itinerary, you know? Like, it doesn't really, doesn't really make any sense. But there's still, the teachers are still being quizzed on this stuff, even though it's been debunked over and over and over again. It has proven to not do anything. 
It just tells you about how you like to communicate, but it doesn't tell you about the quality of the communication. Okay, I have a kind of explainer quote for that quote. Okay, it might help you learn about yourself, but it might not help you learn. <laughs> Bam! Bam! Horoscopes, love yeah. languages, help you learn about yourself, don't really teach you anything about yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Not really any skills that you can bring into anything. Just like a fun fact about yourself. Yeah! It's so, and I thought you would like this part too. They compared it to believing in fortune telling. <laughs> Or horoscopes. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, fortunately, mm-hmm. I get a horoscope. kind of the same alley. <laughs> uh. I mean, can we just, like, take a second, though, to just, like, take a second for the teachers. Poor mm. fucking teachers. I feel so bad for teachers. Like, Me every too. time there's something, anything that has to do with, like, a school or learning, we're like, oh, Let's just add it to the list of things that teachers have to do. Don't worry Literally. about it. Don't, don't, they can do it. They got extra time. They can do it. Don't just, <laughs> yeah, throw this other thing at them. Now they have to do all these things, but also teach this lesson in every single learning style. It's kind of insane. And then they're like, also lower yeah. their salaries. They don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, they don't dumb? deserve that. Also, <laughs> also train them how to shoot guns and like yeah. protect students. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. They're like, oh, that let's give the teachers crazy. guns. No. I don't think that's what that's the not problem why is. Teachers, no. And that's not why <laughs> teachers become teachers. It's not to become armed guards. Yeah. Seriously. That's, so that's not up. on them. That's and so like also up. be everyone's best friend and like also make mm-hmm. sure that every student is being treated well at home. And also like make sure you're providing all the right materials on this limited budget and like yeah. also it's just everything it's, it's insane like i actually don't and understand really i have so much to just like bear the weight of a crumbling system and still teach students and they do it <laughs> yeah they do, they it, do it but like they're they not compensated well. for it yeah they just do it out of the passion of their own hearts you know like mm-hmm. they just really believe in what they're doing it's honestly kind of beautiful <laughs> but it is i but mean 90 percent of them so believe more. that learning styles are a thing and they believe i think specifically they believe that students are born with specific learning styles not that it's about the environment that you had grown up in so like if you're used to a certain style of learning then that's obviously what you're going to be stronger at which is what you would prefer which is what your learning style would be but you're not like born with it it's kind of a nature versus nurture thing like honestly as a teacher if you're like presented with like this is a new theory about education yeah you're gonna believe it yeah like of course. It, it's convincing research mm-hmm. if you don't look at it critically if someone says hey this is a cool theory that we think you should believe and you look at it like you're probably automatically gonna think like yeah hey there's some good points to this of course you want to so believe i don't really that like it makes, magic. yeah <laughs> you want to believe <laughs> it, like, that, like yeah it makes sense anything. that they believe it yeah especially if they're like teaching colleges and like teaching educations are teaching them that this is important yeah they're gonna believe it yeah you know what i think that teaching them that there are four different ways of teaching is maybe like a better way there's no harm in that yeah Yeah. like maybe don't it's not about the students it's about like you can teach one piece of material in four different ways and kind of you have to decide which one is going to be the best best. for for the material look at that oh look at that amazing we just solved like 30 years of conflict (laughs) just solving problems i know which way we go oh man 2024 right 
school. If your teacher subscribe, prime minister. <laughs> subscribe. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for taking us to where we are today. Thank you for your service. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I have one last point that I want to yeah. talk about, which I thought it was a little bit funny. Okay, so okay. In this article, it had mentioned that there is um, this ongoing proof competition, I guess, for teachers to do tests and do certain experiments to try to figure out if learning styles are actually effective. And like if they show any different, like if you cater to a student's thing, it's more effective, it works better, blah, 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 blah. They offer a $5,000 cash prize for anybody who can demonstrate a positive effect of incorporating learning styles into educational intervention. (laughs) And no one has ever won it. (laughs) Is that insane? They're just incentivizing them. They're like, (laughs) whoever proves us right gets five thousand dollars yeah exactly but if you can't obviously 90 percent of teachers are gonna believe it (laughs) yeah they're underpaid they want five thousand dollars can you imagine if you show a negative result and then they're just like well you don't get the five thousand dollars thanks for your two years of contribution to this experiment (laughs) (laughs) but it's also really embarrassing for them that with that incentive no one's been able to prove it yeah yeah really makes you think have you um you've taken the test before right no oh you haven't no oh interesting do you want to take it now i can send you the link hey everyone it's future courtney um just stopping in to let you know that if you are interested in watching the process of lydia and i doing the quiz um which is pretty funny you can head over to our patreon there's a video up there now for you guys um but if you don't really care about the process and just kind of want to know the results that's absolutely fine you can just keep listening here and we'll have them for you in just a few seconds thanks guys it's time to submit oh all right Did you get it? It's a tiny box. Yeah, but no. This is this is bullshit. What does yours say? Visual nine, oral nine, read write eight, kinesthetic thirteen. I got a high kinesthetic score too. Oh, I thought you were reading your own scores. I was like, those are yeah. the exact same as mine. <laughs> oh no no no! I just said like, what are yours? Yeah yeah yeah. No. Okay I, no, my... but this is the part. This is the part that's bullshit. Is that my learning preference is multimodal? It's just basically saying that I don't have one. Oh my god. So funny. You're literally disproving time. your know. own. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Okay. That's what was yours? so funny. Um, my visual is eight. My oral is 11. My read write is seven. And my kinesthetic is 14. And How do we both overall? get such high kinesthetic? Oh, overall, <laughs> most multimodal. <laughs> oh my it's God. We just got and I like this little list that it provides me. Um, people with your preference, like different formats, graphs, diagrams, maps, interesting layouts, space, listening, discussing, talking, questioning, notes, handouts, print, text, practical exercises, experiences, examples, case studies, trial and error, and things that are real. What the fuck? <laughs> my, my favorite one is the last one. Things that, that are like real. Things that are real. I love things that are real. It really that's helps my, you. That's my learning. My things learning that are style. real. Things Only teach me about real, real things. <laughs> 
For more information, pay $9.95 US to see your full Like, literally, portfolio. no. What a scam. Uh-uh. Not a Let chance. Let me see if I can click on the following spreadsheet. Multimodal strategies. Somewhere between 50 and 70% of any population sees <laughs> fit into that group. Okay, great. How many? 50, 50 to 70%. Like, what a large... <laughs> So you're saying that everyone has a learning strategy, but 50 to 75% don't. Yeah. This is that how doesn't prove a theory. Is. That's so stupid. Oh my god. It says that we feel insecure with only one type of learning style. Others are able to get it using just one of their preferred modalities. I don't feel insecure. Uh-uh. No. Me neither. I don't I feel, feel insecure. well-rounded. Well <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just am aware that there is a better way to learn something. It's weird if that someone teaches me something. Kinesthetic. Like, our kinesthetics are both high. Yours is 14 and mine is 13. I honestly didn't see that one coming. I was actually a little shocked by that. I thought I was going to be visual and read and write. Yeah. My read and write really is actually not. my really lowest. Kinesthetic. I wish they would like show you your answers and go through. Yeah. Like I bet what that's answer on the... meant what. Well, for nine ninety five US, it will. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Why don't you put it in your cart? Sure won't. Nope. <laughs> your current items are zero dollars. Why don't you turn that into something <laughs> higher? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So that was a fucking waste of time. Yep, thanks for coming, everybody. But also not, because <laughs> it kind of proved your point, so. Yeah! It's bullshit. Finally. I'm so excited for this week's poll. Pay attention, guys. I want to see what you guys think. Same. Having, it's going to really prove having who listened, listened to, the to the podcast and who didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're really going to really see, because with the first question, there actually isn't a right answer, and with the second question, there, there is. is very much a right answer. <laughs> All right. Sick. Sick of the sick. Sick of the sick. Sick of the sick. Um. Do you have any life updates other than your no, skate? No, not really. Um, not really. Except for like the whole reason that I started thinking of these like learning styles is when my aunt asked me today how I preferred to learn snowboarding. Because you know how I told you guys that I was learning snowboarding and I was teaching myself snowboarding? She was like, oh, like, what's yeah. your preferred learning style? And I was like, for snowboarding? To snowboard. <laughs> like, what <laughs> kind of question Could you that? imagine if you were like... <laughs> Auditory. Written, please. Written. <laughs> like, what? Could you please Could you please write it down for me? <laughs> write down the instructions write it down. to snowboard. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Read it once, instantly expert. Yeah, like because like fuck? that's what the auditory implies that like if you read it, you'll be able to do it because yeah, that's like true. reading something and then trying it and then going back to reading and then trying it, you're still trying it. Like that's there's still that kinesthetic, kinesthetic right? aspect. Yeah. yeah, a purely what is it called? Vis- reading, uh, read written. slash write, read style, slash write. Yeah, um, they would be able to read it and then instantly know how to do it perfectly. Yeah, you're right. So, if you're truly that one thing. If you can really so learn if you snowboarding are, like that, best of luck. Let I was us immediately know. Show like, us. what? I, I literally... Prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send us Lydia videos. is going to write you a description <laughs> on how to snowboard, read it, and prove it. <laughs> it's going to be like, 
And then you turn to the right and whoopa! And then you turn to the left and whoopa! <laughs> In written form. It's good luck. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, what do you, like, what? And then I told her, I, like, I'll tell you guys too, I tried to watch a video on it. And then um, by the time I got to the slope, I'd completely forgotten everything. Like, I watched a five-minute yeah, video and I was like, that you can I got learn this. From watching a video. It's not at all. It's a completely kinesthetic thing. <laughs> a little bit visual, because you're watching someone do yeah. the example. Or for somebody to tell you, like, this is how it's going to feel. You should do this and you yeah. should do this. But then, like, you actually have to do it to start the learning process. <laughs> yeah. You can't just... Like, read up on it first and then you have to start <laughs> learning. Like, so do your background research. I, yeah. Theoretically... I'm an amazing snowboarder. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. You've you watched I've done the, video. the research. <laughs> yeah. So you can snowboard. Mm-hmm. Good work, Lydia. <laughs> Thank you. I've accomplished. <laughs> Only life were that easy. I know, right? You read about it once, and you're just like a genius. <laughs> I wish. How about you? So nothing to report. No. God, no, no, no. The snowstorm is the most interesting thing that's happened to me lately. Um, yeah, it's reading week, so I've just been, like, writing papers. Mm-hmm. Which is a really boring way to spend your reading week. But yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. You, you gotta do. do what you gotta do. And this you is what I gotta do behind. to make it through the rest of the semester. So mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. But it's been nice to not have, like, the pressure of classes and, like, readings on top of that. Just to be able to yeah. like, focus on this thing. And I've been taking lots of time to not do Chill. anything. And pet my cats and go for walks and... Aww, so it's that's been good. so sweet yeah every second yeah. of your day doesn't need to be productive in order to be a productive exactly. human and this is what i've been trying to teach myself mm-hmm. because i feel like i mean i said this to earlier today but i feel like a lot of the stress in my life comes from like feeling that i have to be productive all the time but knowing that i don't gain any fulfillment from a lot of the productive activities that i'm expected to do yeah Like, usually when I take, I think I might have talked about this on a previous podcast, but usually if I, like, take a break in my head, I'll justify it as, like, oh, if you take a break now, you're going to be more productive later. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to justify things in terms of productivity. So I've been trying to, like, stop that that thing that tells me Mm -hmm. that I have to justify everything and just, like, take the break. And not have to give myself a reason for taking a break. But, like, if you want to take the break, just take the break. Because, like, like you're allowed to take a break. And you don't have to be productive. Like, humans are allowed to exist outside of productivity. Yeah. And, like, I can just take the break because I enjoy taking a break. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to try to start living my life by that, too. I think that's a pretty good philosophy. It saves you from being stressed out while you're on the break. When you're supposed to be (laughs) de-stressing. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah, so... It's been nice since I've started doing that. Somebody told me I this week, um, they were talking to like our whole class. It was last week. They were talking to our whole class and they were like, you guys need to stop learning how to, you need to stop trying to be perfectionists, but learn how to be completionists. Oh just like you don't have God. to do everything perfectly, but just learn to get things done. And that was literally life-changing for me. That is like, insane. You're, you're right. You just broke my brain. You're literally right. I don't <laughs> oh have to God. like right right Holy you don't have shit. to do every single thing that you do perfectly like it's enough just to do it it's enough just to complete it and hand that paper in you wow. don't have to do every single thing you do perfectly oh my god i'm literally gonna get three projects done tomorrow like <laughs> because of this advice that yeah you just, just be a completionist me. i'll just finish it 
just get it done. I think that advice is going to apply to like done. every single one of our listeners. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I, I didn't say it. It was somebody in my class. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, fair enough. thanks to him. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. That brings us to the end of our podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our opinions. Thank you for listening to Courtney's opinion on is water wet or is it not wet? Very confusing opinion for me personally to wrap my head around, but I'm sure you guys understood it. So please be sure to vote in our poll this week. It'll be up on Tuesday and just be sure to vote and let us know what your thoughts are on this. And thank you for listening to my opinions about learning style and about how it's actually a one big hoax. And here we are, just on very unimportant people, constantly debunking theory after theory after theory. Exposing the truth. Hell yeah. Every second of the day, goddamn. <laughs> we're doing the most, you know. <laughs> but yet, we're doing the least. <laughs> yeah. We're in a really good place right now. So <laughs> we're doing um, the most with the least. Ooh, that's doing doing the doing the most by doing the, the least. Doing the most by doing the least. Yeah, yes, let's that's do it. it. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it on the head. Woo! And thank you so much to Sandpaper Meadows again for this amazing song. I hope you guys really liked the middle part because I was jamming while that was on. Um, and yeah, thank you for playing us out, you guys. Please check them out on Spotify, Sandpaper Meadows. And you can check them out on Instagram as well, at sandpaper underscore meadows. Be sure to check them out. People can check us out on Instagram at very unimportant, very dot unimportant people. can check us out on Instagram <laughs> at very dot unimportant dot people. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter at the unimportant PPL. You can check us out on TikTok at... Oh, I actually don't know what our user for TikTok is. I think it's the same as Instagram. Look for us. You'll find us. <laughs> you can email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. That's H-A-T-R-S. Click here at gmail.com. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for making us a part of your lives. Remember to always do less and have a great Sway. We smoke it like roulette, we fucking roll away, roll away